This message is brought to you by Supernatural Life Ministry. Receive with excitement and grasp with passion the engrafted Word of God as it comes your way through God's servant, Ike Aziji, of the Supernatural Life Ministry. A man called by God with an embodiment of great grace and a mandate to reawake the greatness in you and to deliver mankind from every deception of the enemy. Now get ready for an unusual encounter with the Word of God that will take your life to the next level. Looking at the grace life, last week we we talked about the covenant of grace, and I'm going to begin from there. I'm going to tell, I'm going to show you how God has destined you to live. Hallelujah. So, you see, we talked about the covenant of grace last week, and you know, one of the things I want to mention to you is that it's a, a covenant is a vow or a pledge or a promise between two or more people you know, to carry out the terms agreed upon. That's what a covenant is. And you see, and if that covenant is sworn in blood, it can only be broken by death. You see, God relates to his people through covenants. That is how God relates to us. God relates to us through covenants, covenant agreement. And I'm going to go straight to that. I'm going to, there's something I want to show you. So we're, we're going to be looking at a covenant agreement of promise, which God has made to you and I. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, I'm going to begin from Ephesians chapter 2 this morning from verse 12 and verse 13, the Bible says that that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the common word of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, somebody say, but now. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. So the common agreement God made with you as a child of God is an irrevocable covenant. It's an irrevocable pledge and promise because it was sworn by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. So God made a covenant with man to let him know how serious he is in keeping his words. That's the only reason God decided to make covenant with us. He wanted to know how serious he is when he comes to keeping what he has said. Glory to God. And he said in this verse that without a covenant with God, you are like somebody without hope and expectation. But when you realize that this covenant God has made with you is an irrevocable covenant, God is committed to make it happen for you. That will boost your faith and make you to stand strong. I know God has promised me, and I'm going to have whatever He has promised me. Can you shout Amen? Can I get a loud Amen? Hallelujah! Now, you see, um, Hebrews chapter eight and verse six. But Jesus has now obtained a superior ministry, and to that degree, He is the mediator of a better covenant, which has been legally enacted on better promises. Glory to God! You see, God. See, what I want you to understand this morning is that there is an irrevocable covenant of grace God has made with you as a child of God. 
And my point this morning is for you to make sure you locate those promises in your constitution. That is the Bible. You locate those promises and hold God accountable for them because God is a man who keeps covenants. God is a God that keeps covenant. He's mindful of you. Glory to God. He will fulfill every covenant agreement he has agreed upon to do in your life. So I don't know what you're believing God for. I don't know what you're standing on. But that is an agreement you've made with God. Once your life has been given to Jesus, you are, you are into that covenant agreement of promise of the grace of God, which will produce everything that you desire in your life. Can you shout amen? So you have a God that keeps covenant. In this covenant agreement, God is the benefactor. In this covenant agreement, his people are the, are, his people are the people who are the beneficiaries of this covenant. And the, the benefits of this covenant are the blessings of God, the promises of God. If you can locate them in the word of God and you stand by them, I want to guarantee you that everything you see in that world and you activate it by faith is permitted to work in your life. Can you shout glory to God? Hallelujah. Now, I want to track back a little bit and I want to start from Abraham this morning. I want to talk to you about the Abrahamic covenant of grace. Glory to God. The Abrahamic covenant of grace. See, what you have to understand is that I'm, I'm going to, I don't, I don't want to be ahead of myself this morning, but there are two covenants. There was the first one the Lord made with the house of Israel, and there was a second covenant that God made with Jesus. Glory to God. Now, but remember in the beginning, God's, God made a covenant with Abraham. And if you read Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1, And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. You are exceeding great reward. Glory to God. He said, God appeared to him and made a covenant with him, which is the covenant of grace. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 15, verse 5 to verse 6. And the Bible says in Genesis 15, verse 5 to verse 6, Then he brought him, the Lord brought him outside and said, Look now towards the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendant be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Only his faith, because of his belief, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Glory to God. So in the covenant of grace, you activate it by believing what God has said that he would do in your life. Can you shout aloud, amen? Can you shout glory to God? Now you see, it's when God gives you a promise, like he has given most of us, between the promise and possessing the promise is where the enemy tried to fight us. He tried to fight us. He, he, he would tell you that it will not come to pass. He would, tell you, he would try, try to tell you many things to make you lose faith in God. But I'm here to tell you, this covenant agreement you made with God is irrevocable. It, it has to come. It must happen in your life. 
the Bible talked about follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. God has given you a promise. I want to stand on the word of God. You see, when it comes to the story of Abraham, you see, something happened in Genesis chapter 16, verse 15 to 16. You see, um, God gave, me from, gave Abraham a promise. He waited and thought that it would not happen. He tried to help God. And the Bible says in Genesis, Genesis, Genesis chapter 16, So Hagar bore Abraham a son, and Abraham named his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him, to Abraham. Hallelujah. I'm going to someone. I want you to follow me very carefully. You're going to understand this in a minute. Now, he wanted to help God. He didn't want to wait to see the promise. He's trying to help God to accomplish what God has promised him. Is it that, that's what I call, how I define the word law in the Bible, and they say the covenant of the law is, is, is depending on yourself to be justified by God. Depending on your ability, on your skill set, on your human wisdom, on whatever, whatever you have to, to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So that is, self, that is what I call the law. Without total dependence on, on God and what he has promised you. I didn't say it's not good for us to have those things. But what I'm saying is that you must have your total dependence on God. Glory to God. Now, he was 86 years old when he, when, when he gave birth to Ishmael. Now, Genesis 17 verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said to him, I am I'm the almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Watch this. Now, because he wanted to help God, he was 86 years old when that Ishmael was born. God didn't talk to him for 13 years. He didn't hear from God for 13 years. Why? Because the law was in his house. You see, the law and grace can never be together, cannot work together. Either you are totally depending on God, or you are not depending on God at all. Glory to God. So God did not talk to him for 13 years because he was trying to work by performance. So when he was 99, the Lord appeared to him and said, what? I want you to quit from performance and depend on me. At that point, in, at 99 years old, no amount of Viagra will make that thing stand. Only faith will make it stand. Glory to God. Now, God waited until he has come to the end of himself. And God appeared to him and said, I will still do what I promised to do in your life. Glory to God. I will still do it. Whatever I promise to do in your life is what I am going to do. So God wants you to resign from your abilities and trust him. Hallelujah. See, when the law and grace are in your house, or you, see, you cannot hear from God. Glory to God. So that is exactly what is wrong with the church today. We don't have full dependence on God. We have alternatives. And our God does not work that way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Galatians chapter 4 verse 22 to 24. 
the Bible says, for it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a one woman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the one woman was born according to the flesh, according to performance, according to self-defendence. That's what he's talking about. And he of the free woman through, and he of the free woman through promise, which uh, which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants: the one from Mount Sinai, which give birth to bondage, which is Hagar. Glory to God. So God is trying to tell us there are two covenants. One is a conditional covenant God made with the children with the house of Israel. The second covenant is a covenant of grace, which we are in living right now. That is a covenant God made with Jesus. Glory to God. The covenant of the law kills. If you can remember very vividly, you will have me witness that when the covenant of the law was legislated in Mount Sinai, 3,000 people died in Mount Sinai. Glory to God. But the covenant of grace gives life. The covenant of the law kills. Glory to God. The covenant of the law condemns. What the covenant of grace justifies. The covenant of the law shows you all your problems. But the covenant of grace shows you that you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Glory to God. You see, without total dependence on God, I'm telling you, we can't get to our destinations. You are not going to hear from God if you are defending on self. If you have made a decision on what you're going to do, you're not going to hear, you're not going to hear from God. Hallelujah. So, never allow your situation to tell you who you should defend on. That's what I'm trying to say. Never allow your circumstance to tell you who you should depend on. We cannot do without God in our lives. You see, if it is a promise, if God has promised you that thing, if you are believing God for that thing in your life, it must be according to grace and you have to receive it by faith. Can you shout glory to God? Can you shout hallelujah? Is it John chapter 7 and verse 38? The Bible says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Glory to God. You are a child of the supernatural. You are a child of the miraculous. You are a child of the spirit. We are designed to be led by the spirit of God. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'm going to follow that river until it leads me where I need to go. Glory to God. God allow the river, the river to flow and you follow that river, that is the Spirit of God. He knows exactly where you need to be for time. Can you shout hallelujah? Glory to God. You see, the covenant of grace of God is an unconditional covenant. But I want to show you something about the conditional covenant that God made with the house of Israel. You see, Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1 to 2, God said, 
now God was telling the house of Israel, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now this is a covenant God made with the house of Israel. He said you will obey all the, for you to receive the blessing you have to obey all the commandments. All, not some. So, so both parties must be obligated to do their part. We will, man has to do his part, the house of Israel, and God has to do his part. Until you do your part, God is not obligated to do his part. Can you shout hallelujah? Now, this was the covenant God made with them. And this covenant was enacted with the blood of animals. And that covenant can only cleanse your sin for just one year. But the covenant of the blood of Jesus takes away your sins forever. Glory to God. Can you shout hallelujah? Now, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15. The Bible says, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his status which I command you today that all these causes all these causes will be upon you. So in the covenant of the law, I want you to understand this this morning you see 99.9% .9 obedience is zero obedience and is zero blessing and is 100% and is cause that's what he's saying you got to do all of them which is impossible Nobody would have done it. Nobody could do it. Only Jesus came to fulfill the law. Nobody could have. No one was able to fulfill the law. Jesus came and fulfilled the law and delivered us from the law. And that is why we are praying in the covenant of grace of God. Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout hallelujah? So God said, until you do all of them, you are not qualified for my blessings. Now, you see, Galatians 2 verse 16 said, know, Galatians 2 verse 16 said, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in, the, in, in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. You cannot be justified by the works that you do. Only faith and you believing in what Jesus has done for you, that is what will bring justification into your life. Can you shout hallelujah? First Timothy 1 verse 9, knowing and understanding this, that the law is not enacted for the righteous. This is not for you. We can learn from the covenant of the law, but we, we are not designed to live by the law. Can you shout amen? We are not designed to live by ourselves. We are designed to be led by the Spirit of God. We are designed to be led by the Spirit of God. So I want you to understand this. And when, when we talk about the covenant of grace, it's a covenant that God has made in your life to lead you into the promise because he knows exactly where the promise is. Can you shout amen? First John 3 verse 2 says, Beloved, we are now children of God. You are a child of God, and every child of God is led 
by the Spirit of God. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So self-defendence is invalid in your life. You are, see, when it comes to the leading of the Spirit, self, leading by yourself, going by yourself is inferior. You can't do what the Spirit of God will do in your life. Can you shout amen? See, I want to share this testimony with you. You see, I had a very big challenge. Some of you know that in January when the enemy attacked my life and God saved my life and I went to see, um, they said, you know what, I don't know what this, the family, my family doctor said, I don't know what, it, what this is all about, but I wanted to go, we need to, we need to do some kind of a CT scan or something, you know. They sent me to a neurologist. And when I went there, in fact, he looked at me and said, you know, he didn't, that's on, everything he was telling me, I was telling him, no, I'm a pastor. That can't happen to me. I was objecting the man right in front of his face. And I didn't mean to be rude to him, but I, want to, I don't want to receive whatever he's telling me. I said, no, I can't have that. So after we talked and we talked, you know, the man, everything he told me, I couldn't receive one of them. And you know, you say what? I said, even after advice, I got some advice to go for CT scan, but which I told him, they booked me in for CT scan, which they never did. But when I left the place, there's something the man couldn't tell me, something he saw, he couldn't tell me. I didn't know this. But he didn't want to tell me because everything he has been telling me, I don't want to receive it. I don't want to take it. He said, no need of telling you what your problem is. I'm going to let you go. Now, he went and booked me for MRI. I didn't know. You know? And... They booked me for MRI. They called me for MRI. I told them I'm not going for MRI. I'm sound. I'm healed. I'm not going to go. They canceled. I canceled them. I said, I'm not going for any MRI. I am healed in the name of Jesus. And those who have seen me from now, that time and now, you see that a lot of miracles are happening in my face. God has already taken control of my life. And I see the healing of God coming in my body every day. Now, just three weeks ago, I went to see my family doctor. And he said, oh, did you do the MRI? I said, no. He said, why? I said, for what reason? Why did you cancel it? I said, I don't, I don't need MRI. I'm sound. God has healed me. He said, no, 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 no. See, the man couldn't tell you your problem. Your eyes, when he looks into your eyes, your right eyes is jumping. I said, Jump, jumping where? He said, your eyes, your eyes is jumping. You need to go for MRI. <laughs> I said, where is it jumping to? You can look at me. He said, please, I'm telling you, you got to go for that MRI. That's something we think is wrong. I said, nothing is wrong with me. So he said, you must do it. So they booked me in for MRI. And I, so when I was going, for, last two weeks, or two weeks ago, I was going for the MRI. I was, I was speaking in tongues in my, like I speak in tongues like never before. I said, nothing is wrong with me. I am healed in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you say. I don't know what you think. My eyes are steady. My eyes are walking. I was just speaking in tongues. When I got into the place, even in the, they said, change your clothes. I was just speaking in tongues. I was taking control. I said, this test must come out negative. Nothing is wrong with me. I believe the word of the Lord in my life. I cannot have it. Whatever they're talking about is not for me. I was blasting in tongues. And when it was time for me to get into MRI, they said, you know what? What song can we put for you? I said, I'm a pastor. You got to put a Christian song for me. They, they put me and cover my face and throw me, throw my face into that tube. And the song was, even if the song they put in there was, I don't even know what the song was. So after 20 minutes, they brought me out. I said, is that a Christian song? 
She said, yes. I said, no, no, no. Can you go to just kind of worship for me? That's worship. So they would kind of worship a miracle, uh, some kind of miracle worker, something like that, very powerful song. And they put me in there and sent me in there again. I came out and I went home. The woman said, the doctor will call you. I said, he's not going to call me. I am healed. And the result came out negative. Sound, nothing's wrong with me. So I wanted to believe that you got to take what God has promised you by faith and believe it. It doesn't matter what they tell you. It doesn't matter what they say you cannot have. I want to stand on the word of God and decree the word of God in your life because the word of God works. It works. I am telling you it works. I want, to, I want you to speak so that your circumstances will hear you. Your enemies will hear you. Don't talk. Close your mouth. Decree. Let them know where you are standing on. Let them know who you believe. They don't know your God. Glory to God. And I tell you, if you can stand on that word, miracle is bound to happen in your life. You see, the covenant God made with you is an unconditional covenant that is sworn in the blood of Jesus. I want you to understand how seriously that is. It's an irrevocable covenant. You see, in the first covenant, God made that covenant with man, with the house of Israel. And they could not keep up to the covenant terms and rule because it's impossible to do that. Now, in the second covenant, God needed a man, needed someone, a representative who would always do his part. And that's why God brought Jesus in the picture. God and Jesus made a covenant. And they said, I'm going to make a covenant with you, Jesus. And the children of God, God's people are going to be the beneficiary of that covenant. So that means, whether you do your part or not, the covenant has been made with Jesus and God. And that qualifies you to be a beneficiary of the blessings of God. A beneficiary of that promise God has given you. Can you shout amen? So, so, so God made that covenant and God said, I will do this in your life. Once you believe it and receive it, I'm going to do it in your life. When God and Jesus agrees that you are healed, you're healed. When God and Jesus agrees that you're delivered, you're delivered. When God and Jesus agrees that you're restored, you're restored. When God and Jesus agree that you're blessed, you're blessed. And I want to let you know that God and Jesus struck a covenant. And that covenant made you the beneficiary of everything that is written in that covenant. Can you shout hallelujah? Whatever you're looking for is already in that constitution. You got to take it because it has been given to you. Can you shout amen? Can you shout glory to God? Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 13. Even when we are too weak to have any faith left, he remains faithful to us. We help us for he cannot disown us who are part of himself. And he will always carry out his promises to you. In the first covenant, it was with man. In the second covenant, God took man out of the way and made man the beneficiary of his faithfulness. So you are the beneficiary of God's faithfulness and you have to understand the terms of this new covenant. Everything you believe God for, God will release that into your life in the name of Jesus. I say everything you're looking for. This covenant is a covenant of liberty. 
This covenant is a covenant of unconditional love. This covenant is a covenant of freedom. It's a covenant of blessing. It's a covenant that will release into your life everything that God has promised you. Can you shout glory to God? Can you shout hallelujah? You see, when you read 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, the Bible says, and he said to me, talking, talking about Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmity that the power of, of Christ may rest upon me. I want to tell you what that means. You see, what that part of the Bible is saying is that I will gladly boast in the grace of God in my life, in the middle of my circumstances. I will boast in the grace of God. I will declare what God has said concerning my life in the middle of my situation. Then the power of God will rest on my life to turn it around. I will, so when you are going through stops in your life, it's time to decree what the promise has said. He says you are healed. He says you are delivered. He says you are blessed. He says that you will be the head and not the tail. He says you will be above and not in it. He said he will bless you. He said everything you put your hands to do must prosper. That is the covenant. When things are not working rightly, you got to stand and begin to declare what that covenant and what that constitution has said. When you begin to declare that thing, you are bringing Jesus and God into agreement to ensure that what he has promised you come to pass. Even the Bible says, give me in remembrance. You got to decree it. You got to tell God, this is what you said concerning my life. And this must happen. When you begin to decree those things in the middle of your situation, I am telling you that the power of God will, will be released and it will rest on you to turn things around in your life. Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout hallelujah? In your weakness, God will be made strong. He will be, he will be your director. He will be your healer. He will be your deliverer. He will be your provider. He will be whatever you need him to be. He will be whatever you need him to be. In your weakness, God says, my power will be made strong in your life. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. In the name of Jesus, everything that looked like a weakness, like a sickness, like a brokenness, it, like, a, like a darkness in your life, I command it to flee from you right now. In the name of Jesus, you cannot be stopped. You are a child of grace. You are designed to operate in the grace of God. I want you to receive that in your spirit. Reject anything that is not in line with that covenant. Because that covenant of grace is an irrevocable covenant. If you can put God in remembrance, I tell you that that thing will come to pass in your life speedily. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can you shout glory to God? I'm going to be treating some very important issue this morning before we pray. It's in Romans chapter 8 verse 3 and verse 4. The Bible says, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his son 
in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering and so he condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit see god is no i'm going to be very this part i'm dealing with now is, is a very controversial part of the bible but i'm going to make you understand it See, God is no longer charging sin to the account of the righteous. God is no longer charging sin into your account. Because God has already charged sin on the body of Jesus. He can't charge it on you anymore. I want you to come out of condemnation. Stop, stop beating yourself up. Stop condemning yourself. Glory to God. I want to explain this. I want to explain it further. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. So also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. I told you this before. God has dealt with your sin. He's not going to deal with sin anymore. That, that was the reason Jesus died on the cross. Whether you want to believe me or not. You are seeing it from the Bible. He is not going to deal with sin anymore. He has done with it. God is done with sin. Now, someone will say, are you saying that we should now, this is a certificate for us to live in sin? No. It's the grace of God, I want to look at that one. It's the grace of God, a license to sin. I want to, I want to show you this from the Bible. Is the grace of God a license to sin? No way, it's not. If you give your life to Christ and you keep sinning and sinning and sinning, then you need to give your life. You are not yet saved. You are not saved. He can't shower you that amount of love and you go back and say, I'm living under grace. So that qualifies me to do anything I want and I'll ask for forgiveness. You are not saved. You are not. You are not. You see, the Bible talks about what the grace of God does. You see, the grace of God teaches you how to live right. That's the purpose of look, look, Read it. Titus, let's look at it. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11 and 12. For the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing has come forward appeared for the deliverance from sin and the eternal salvation for all mankind. It has trained us. If you read the King James verse, uh, the, King James, uh, the King James, he said, it teaches us Grace will, the grace of God will teach you how to reject and renounce ungodliness, all ungodliness. In religion, worldly fashion desires to live discreet, temperate, self-controlled, upright. He just listed the function of the grace of God. So grace is not a license to sin. It's a license to love the man who loved you so much and gave his life for you. It's a license for you to love him back. I told you last week, imagine somebody, you are designed to die. You have been sentenced to death. Somebody came and delivered you. Gave you a house. Gave you, gave you everything. Wouldn't you want to say, this guy who has done this thing for me, let me show him that I really love him for what he has done for me. That is exactly something Christ did for us. It's not a sign or it's not a license for you to do whatever you want. People say grace. They thought grace is something that you just do whatever and ask for forgiveness. No. But now, this that we said but that does not mean that you will not make mistakes 
Jesus said, I'll pay the price for your sin. What the, see, the price of sin Jesus paid for you was both your past, your past sin, your present sin, and your future sin. Somebody said, you mean future sin? Yes. When Jesus died on the cross, your sins were in the future. Of course. Your sins, our sins were in the future when he died. Glory to God. So he has fed the price. You see, you might make some dumb mistake. You will. You will sometimes. But when you do, remember that God says he will be merciful to your unrighteousness. I'm not saying you should live under sin. But for a venture, you make mistakes. Remember that the grace of God has covered you. So don't remain there beating yourself up, condemning yourself, stopping yourself from getting to your destiny. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Hebrews 8 verse 12. For I will be merciful to the unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless, law, lawless deed. I will remember no more. That is God. You see, part of this covenant of grace is that God said, I will not remember whatever you have done wrong. I will not remember it. That is the Bible. That is part of the covenant of grace. But that is not a license to sin. But for eventually you make mistakes from time to time. You will always go back to God and know that he's, he has paid the price for your unrighteousness. Can you shout hallelujah? So stop beating yourself up and receive what God has done in your life. Can you shout aloud, loud amen? So, so when you miss it, know that his mercy and his faithfulness, his undeserved favor will take care of your unrighteousness. That's what I'm trying to say. So stop beating yourself up and enjoy the grace of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 as we pray this morning say there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ? If you are in Christ, the Bible says there's no condemnation for you. There's no condemnation. No devil has to put the charge of what God has paid for on your body. Sickness is not permitted to be in your life. Disease is not permitted to be in your life. Failure, defeat is not permitted in your life. Therefore, the crew of your life this morning. You are free. I'm praying particularly this morning for some people who are living under condemnation. They are beating themselves up for the first regret and mistakes they made. They can't come out of it. I decree your freedom this morning. Anybody watching me this morning, you are under condemnation, you are shaming yourself, you are looking at yourself and you are living in regret. I decree your freedom in the name of Jesus. You are free. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You are delivered. I decree over your life every shackles of condemnation, every shackles of shame is destroyed out of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. They that put their trust in the Lord shall not see shame. No shame is permitted in your life. No condemnation is permitted in your life. I cause the root of it right now. In the name of Jesus. I release you to fully fulfill everything God has called you to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. I break that root of condemnation and doubt and fear and anxiety out of your life in the name of Jesus. You are free. Glory to God. Receive the grace of God. And that grace will teach you to live righteously. Can you shout amen? 
That's the main function of grace. It will teach you to live a righteous life. And that grace to live a righteous life, that grace to live as God has destined you to live, that grace comes upon you in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace. And I speak over your life this morning. Everything that looked like a challenge is turned to a miracle. This week it will testify. I said, this week you will testify in the name of Jesus. Those doors are open. Every door I've shut you out is open right now. In the name of Jesus, I release your miracles. I release your freedom. I release your liberty. Everyone on the sound of my voice going through any kind of disease and sickness, you are healed in the name of Jesus. The power of God will touch you from whatever you're watching from this morning. And I you are free. In the name of Jesus, this is a week of testimony in your life. And the grace of God will make available every desires of your, of your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you blessed this morning? Where you're seated this morning, I want to pray with this simple prayer. God, let the manifold power of your grace manifest in my life. Just pray the prayer. Let my love be an expression of your grace in every area of my life. Father, for everyone at the sound of my voice, let our life reflect your glory in our family, in our career, in our business, in the works of our hands, in the life of our children, in anything we set our hands to do, in our education. Let your glory, let our life be a manifold expression of your grace. I release that in your life. And so you will experience the grace of God from this moment. In Jesus' name.